Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Shut up and sit down. So today, joined by former Cage Warriors, featherweight champion, one of the best MMA fighters Britain's got to offer, and in the world, I'm very excited to welcome Liverpool's favourite son, Paddy the Body Pimblet. Welcome, Paddy. How are we? You good? Hi, mate. How are you? I'm sound. I'm sound. All good, buddy. All good. So you're uh, you're deep in training then at the moment. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just in Leeds at the minute. Been signing down a bag company gym. Uh, been here for the week. Gonna do a last uh, training and sparring session tonight before I go home. Ah, right. Okay. So um, when's your fight? Twenty second of November. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, twenty second of November. So you must be uh, must be itching for it because you've been out for quite a while, haven't you? Yeah, when I fight, it will be nearly fifteen months into fourth longest I've ever sat out. Kills me to be honest. Yeah, I was going to say, because, like, before that, you were a pretty active fighter, like, you were fighting every few months, it felt like. Yeah, in 2000, people like to say that I have time. I've been up since 2016, I have four fights in eight months. Smart, that is, yeah. Well, what, what in been keeping you out, then? Oh, well, my wrist, I got a, I injured my wrist a few weeks before the fourth electric Savidas, when I won with the flying triangle, at I did be wishing, saying leading up to them. I didn't know how bad it was. I just thought uh, I did be wishing. You know what I mean? It was giving little tweaks. Then I went to I went to Henzo's in New York and stayed there for two weeks. Then went to the next gen in Texas and stayed there for a week. And but eventually, when I come back and stuff, uh, my hand was still sore. And Paul said to me, "You need to go and get that looked at." So I did, and <laughs> I went to the hospital and got told I had a broken bone in my hand. The scaphoid uh, bone was broken. Oh no, The way the Hardest bone in your body yeah. to fix, apparently. Yeah, that's... Doesn't get no blood. Oh, is it? Like that, yeah. So it's the hardest bone in your body to fix. That would happen to me. Um, and I've, I ended up having surgery in in the May. And then I fought it on the 1st of September. So three months later, which I shouldn't have done. I know now in hindsight that I shouldn't have fought. But it's got a well title in the FO arena. Couldn't, uh, I just couldn't pull out. It's just not one of them things that, that I could have done. So, nearly choking out in the first round. Didn't because my hand was, was so weak after surgery. Ended up burning myself out and losing the fight. So, I know now for the future that I never go into a fight not with a, with a fucked up hand, basically. You know what I mean? I, um, yeah. <clears throat> and then I was scheduled to fight Desme in the December, but... My hands still weren't healed and I made it ten times worse in that fight, so I had to I had to sit out, I had to pull out and I had to sit out and wait till April for my next surgery. Yeah, and the thing is that could have been so different if you you know, if you choked him out in the first round. You know, you come away you come away as you don't you could, yeah, you go away and I, get your surgery and you go I, away as champion. Exactly, that's what I mean. If, if I would have had my left arm underneath 
him on the sleep. I had my right arm underneath what was about a third of the strength of my left hand at the time, you know what I mean? I, it just didn't it just didn't have the amount of yeah. strength in it what it needed to have. But you crack on, you learn from it. I know now that I can't go into fights that week. My hand's still not fully recovered, but it's it's not nowhere yeah. near what it was like. Yeah, it's never going to be the same again. Is it that knackered? Like? Yeah, it's never going to be the same again. I'm going to have to work harder for the rest of my career. So, um, do you have to do like any extra, extra strength work on that wrist just to keep it like one yeah, up? And all sorts, all sorts of flexibility stuff, all sorts of strength stuff, you know what I mean? But uh, like I said, it's just one of them things now that I'm going to have to get on with for the rest of my career. Sweet. So you, um, you literally must be like bursting at to get back in the cage and fight after being so active, and then ended up having a long time, isn't it? Yes. You know what I mean? I, I love being active. I don't like not fighting. You know what I mean? This is my life. I've been doing, been fighting since I was sixteen, and I wouldn't have it any other way. This is this is what I want to do. I'm in the gym every day without fail. But the teaching quote well, I'm training every single morning without fail, and then I'm teaching as well. So this is my life. And the last fifteen months, I've been fucking depressed about it. Yeah, I've seen like on um, like social media and that you've been quite outspoken on you know mental health issues and stuff like that. Have um, have it been difficult to like manage your own mental health being out of the you know out of fighting for so long? Yeah, it has. So I mean, people think that we're fighters and we're these tough guys and we're this and that. You know what I mean? But everyone's still has thoughts in their own head. You know what I mean? And it's even worse for us, really, because we don't we don't think we can go to people because people will look down at us. You know what I mean? Oh, he's meant to be a fighter. He's meant to be this. He's meant to be that. You know what I mean? So it's it's even harder for us. That's, that's yeah, yeah. That's what most people don't realise. Most people just think, ah, oh, he's a fighter. Ah, oh, he's he's just. It's just acting the ghost, blah blah, this and that. And not like that. You know what I mean? People, people think that we're these unbreakable. But I'd rather get punched in the face than have my head battered over fucking mental stuff. There's nothing like it, mate. There's nothing like feeling that like you can't do what you want, you know, what you're born to do or what you want. Exactly, that's what this And it's out of your hands. It's, it's, it's what I'm born to do. I'm not meant to do anything else. I was never meant to do anything else. I was meant to fight and fucking make people happy fighting and putting on performances. I was never meant to sit around and have to mope about my hand and fucking think all mad thoughts in my head. Yeah, do you know what? When you said there about make people happy it reminds me like i first came across you a few years ago i was flicking through bt sport and i came across one of the liverpool cage warriors shows and uh, as i flicked over you were coming out for your entrance and uh, i've never seen and heard anything like it it was unbelievable like that must have been like a mental feeling to come out in your head just the noise and the you know the passion from the whole crowd that must have been immense it is, you know what I mean? There's, there's no feeling like walking out and having everyone screaming the name and people clapping and shouting and all the smiles on little kids' faces and even mums and dads' faces, you know what I mean? There's, it really is not unlike it. 
people people yeah. think that this is a brutal sport and it's this and it's that, but, but it's not. Brings happiness to fucking people, and that's what a lot of people don't realise. Yeah, it was um, it was like spine tingling on TV. Even you know, like when you watch like a sporting event, you can just feel you know, that moment through the TV. So I can only imagine what it was like. You yeah, walking there, uh, walking to the cage. Got you, you the incredible, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know when, so like your your ring walks, they're quite high energy, and you're quite pumped up, and you have like uh, like high energy music, whatever. Anyone ever told you like you should calm it down and be, I don't know, like a bit more calm in your no. entrance? I suppose it's different for everyone, isn't it? Look at his there, lad. The last week, lad, doing a fucking dance routine before he walks out, lad. That's fucking, it's how people feel, you know what I mean? Some people like to walk out slow and fucking snarl at opponents. I bounce out and get the crowd going. That's just what I do. That's what I, I'm like that in the gym when I spar. I'm dancing around the gym, singing a song. And then I'll just stop <laughs> and just start sparring. You know what I mean? That's me on a daily basis. Everyone in the gym knows that, you know what I mean? Yeah, so like, it's going to be different. Yeah. It's be different for each fighter in there as well. Like some people... People want to be calm and collected. Some people want to be hyped yeah. up. Some, nah. some people come what out makes, to, you know, it, some people come out to slow songs and you like you like plodding out and you like coming out slowly. I I like for my song coming on and me bouncing out and having a good time going out. You know what I mean? This is what I was born to do. I don't want to walk out looking all glum. This is what I want to do. Yeah. This is what I want to do with my life. I want to fucking. I want to be in there. I want to be fighting. And I bounce out and bounce out, and then as soon as that cave door shuts and I'm looking him in the eye, that's when it changes. Yeah. The um, I like I said, mate. I imagine that that feeling going out in front of a Liverpool crowd, any crowd really, especially in the UK because they're so vocal. But um, like I'd be uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you the question which you've been asked in times, which is uh, will we see uh, Paddy the Baddy in the UFC anytime soon? Yeah, of course we will. You know what I mean? I'll be honest, it's probably a blessing in disguise that I lost that last fight because if I would have won that last fight, I would have signed for the UFC straight away and then I would have I would have thought would have fucked up risk more than likely. Just because I would have wanted to get the UFC fighting. But you know what I mean? I, I would have thought, oh yeah, if I won that fight would have yeah. fucked up risk, I can do it again. You know what I mean? And I, I wouldn't have been able to and I would have fucked it up even worse. So in the end it's a it's a blessing in disguise. But I lost that fight, made me realise a lot of things. You know what I mean? I went into that fight and I, I, didn't, I couldn't do any wrestling because of my wrist. I didn't do one little bit of wrestling leading up to it. I could do little bits of groundwork. Literally for that fight, I just done boxing and kicking. And I couldn't even punch in my right hand. I was just doing like striking and doing bits of cardio. I couldn't even do weights. You know what I mean? I couldn't, couldn't lift fucking bars up to do weights because my hand was that weak. I couldn't turn my fucking key in my front door. And the thing is, as well, it's like if you know when you go UFC, you want to go there at the top game, and you want to go there fully fit so you can show what you can do. And the thing is, if you had won that fight, and you know, and then you you wouldn't have been a hundred percent fit, and then you're not going to do yourself justice and show you know this when you get to that biggest age, you want to make sure that you're. You know, you're at the tip top. You get from everywhere. Yeah, that's it. You including sure your physical health. 100% ready because 
you saw it with Molly's fight, first fight in the UFC. She she didn't look didn't look red. You know what I mean? She took that fight on like five weeks notice. She just took her. It was in the Echo Arena. It was in Liverpool. She got she wanted to do that fight. You know what I mean? And you've seen since and yeah. she wins. She's looked phenomenal. You know what I mean? She's looked unbelievable. And like it just shows that she fought Gillian Robertson again, and she fought her hundred percent like Molly is now. She'd knock her clean out. Yeah. Sorry, mate. You cut out again. Then uh, you've uh, you've never been afraid to uh, to give your views and speak your mind on Twitter, which is um, is always entertaining. That as you should, you're entitled to. It. You're allowed to give it. People seem to get a knickers and a twist, though. If um, any celebrities or fighters or well people, if they've got a view on something, whether it's politics or whatever, they seem to take offence, like as if these people. People like yourself are not entitled to a view. One of the uh, one of the more entertaining exchanges I've seen you have has been with uh, Curtis Woodhouse, with, with um, where he sort of said he wanted to have an MMA fight with you. Yeah, he's, he's given it the I want to have an MMA fight with Paddy. Then as soon as you said all right, he goes, Oh no, I'll, I'll make let's make it boxing. So you said yes, and then he was like, Oh no, and it's uh, it's embarrassing, mate. I, I actually. How did that even come about? He just he puts on up about that and he fights and I just someone tagged me in it. And I never even said that back at first, but he started laughing some puts on about me. Why so just put who you talking to, lad, I'll fucking battle you any time you want. I've got twenty K to put up myself. And um, he ended up well the other week he was managing against a team I played in Liverpool, City of Liverpool FC. Managing against a team there. And I went down and he didn't have much to say in person. Know what I mean? I was calling the fat hunt and everything. We didn't have nothing to say. Yeah. But uh, I'll be honest, I'm surprised how small he is. He's five foot six. Oh, is it? Yeah. Said to him, lad, I will, oh, I, have you. A, I will have you a boxing match any day of the week, and I will jab your head off for you. He wouldn't get near me in a boxing ring, never mind an MMA fight. He's um, I know it. So he's still going. He, I just was looking through Twitter then. He's still having, still having. Oh, like, he said he hasn't said if you're gonna do it, he said, he said a little something before, and I just said that oh, because he, he put something up a few, a few weeks back saying, uh, I'm living in Paddy's head rent free, but then he's still putting stuff about me, and I forgot all about him, <laughs> so it looks like I'm living in his head. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, it's weird, that's it's weird to me, mate, because if you're gonna go out and say, Now you're gonna have an MMA fight with this MMA fighter. Well, then you're going to change it to a boxing match. And then the, that fighter says, all right, cool. I'll put the money down. You do the money. Let's... And then you kind of back out of it. You like, can't really keep going on Twitter then after that. Can't give it a big one. I know what I mean. I don't understand that. Because how he thinks he can just keep going and going and going. It's weird. But he's just a sausage. Like he wants us talking about him. He needs to stay. Yeah, that's it. No, that's, he that's wants his pension, doesn't he? Um, it's weird because he went to the Charles house and now he's turned into one. Crazy. If you don't die a hero, you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Clinging on to fame, I think, mate. Yeah. The um the other guy, it was um, people got really really offended, like not offended, but like the Jory Shaw fans all uptight about was when you kind of said uh something about Aaron. Yeah, and I couldn't believe the amount of people who kind of come at you. 
It's an embarrassing yeah. result. All them people that got on me have ne- never watched MMA in, the, in their lives. You know what I mean? All them people that got on me are Jordy Shaw fans that are backing them. He's embarrassing that. The first fight was fixed. The kid suffered dive. He's from Liverpool at home. Mm. Is that right? That's right. I know Greggy works in that. Right. Right. He did work in Nando's. I've, I've spoke to him about it. And his coach bumped him on the money and everything. He never even got the money. What he, he's meant to be getting paid to take the dad. His coach fucking bumped him. That's incredible, mate. That is. Because he was trying to make out that the Cage Warriors were interested in this, that, and the other. Cage Warriors are. I can't see. Out, like, as a fan, I can't see how they would be interested in him. No. Bellator does freak show fights. That's why they've signed that rugby player. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're doing freak show fights and paying silly money for freak show fights. The, one, the main thing that pissed me off with Adam Chalmers was when he lost, he put a picture up of money, lots of money on a table. And like, I have friends who are fights. Like, I, I can't complain about my wage. I get a nice wage. But my mates don't. My mates get 500, 600 pound a fight. And it fucking knocks me sick. They put their lives on the mm. line. They fucking train harder than any other sport in the world. Every single day, four hours a day, we put our bodies through hell. Eating fucking minimal shit. Eating, eating about fucking a thousand calories a day and training like three hours oh, a day. That's it, mate. To weight. And this trick is putting up pictures of fucking money saying, ah, oh, I might have lost, but I ain't this. Fuck you, lad. You fucking horrible dog. Yeah, that's a big, big thing, isn't it? At the moment, is not you know everywhere. It's like the MMA fighters don't get you know they, they should be getting, especially compare it to to boxers, so the amounts that they get. I, I so, hate, do you think it's looking at boxers' paces, looking at boxers' paces, like dickheads from my city who are like fighting in the Echo Arena and they're getting like fifty grand and that, like it's fucking ridiculous. Smart, yeah, and like, like, and like, you got like the ESPN, ESPN deal for the UFC, and not, none of that is going to go to the fighters. If anything, the fighters are going to be worse off because they're not going to get the pay per view money, which they would have got previously. And the, the Reebok from all the different pay per view providers. Reebok deals discuss them. You know what I mean? That's how people were making a living. Yeah. That's why lots of fighters have left the UFC and went to Bellator just because of sponsors. Like, that's a big thing. People, sponsors want their brand showing on the big show. When you've got to wear a uniform, you can't do that. Yeah. And then they're giving people five grand. Yeah, of course. Half grand or five grand per fight until you have enough fights for it to go up. Ridiculous. That's, that's disgusting, isn't it? Because, like you say, people can, you know, fighters can get sponsors from all over, you know, whether it's, you know, like, there's some places like this, or they can get businesses to sponsor them. You know, that's how they make their money when they're not getting the money for the, you know, for the big fights. And it's, it's heavy. They're taking, taking food off people's tables, you know what I mean? They're taking food off people's kids' tables, rather than they Making it, making everything harder for people. You know what I mean? You've got to, the only thing I, I do, I'm, I, I am going to go to UFC. I'd never go to Bellator because it's a step down. But the, US, the UFC is, it's, 
it does need to start paying more money. If you're not in the top five, ten in the division, if you're not getting paid. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, completely agree, mate. And I think about time that the MMA world generally, all companies, start paying the fighters properly because, like you say, they're putting their life on the you know, let's make no mistake. You get, you know, you land wrong, you hit, yeah, it could be the end of your life. And, uh, not even if, not even, not even if you're gonna die, but like, if you're gonna break a bone, or you're gonna do this, or you're gonna have a spot on your brain where you can never fight again, you get told, or you can't, just look at Bisbon, you know what I mean? I never used to like him, but I've got a lot more respect for him now after seeing what happened with his eye and the way he still continued to fight, you know what I mean? He, take me out after him. He's a prime example of it. As you said, steroid abuser fucked his, his eyesight mm. up. And he never he never got no compensation for that. That could have finished his career off and he could never have come back and become a UFC champion. I could have wrote him right off, but it never. You know what I mean? He was he was a lucky one. But there's fighters out there that something happens and he can never fight again and they've just been getting twelve and twelve off the UFC. What the fuck's twelve and twelve? Say you did win, you get 24 grand, you get packed, you're getting the sweat 16, 18 That's grand. That's disgusting, then mate. Then you've, you've got to, then you've got to pay for your corner team to go over, because the UFC only pay for one corner, man. Then you'd have to pay for another, there's another thousand dollars gone. Then you, get what? Ta- then you get taxed when you come back home to England. Christ. You'd have thought they'd fly them all out, wouldn't you? Exactly. That's crazy to me, that is, because, like, the UFC is, like, making millions and millions and millions off these fights and off these deals. And, like, they should... The amount of money which they're making should be no fighter, no matter where they are, struggling, you know, to get their team over or to feed... Oh, they shouldn't. That's what I mean. They shouldn't, they shouldn't be... Feed their families. Because if it wasn't for the fighters, there wouldn't be a fucking UFC. That's why there needs to be a fighters' union. Like, every other sport's got one. You know what I mean? Every other sport has got a union. You need a fighters' union. Mate. Without it, we're all, we're all we're all getting told what to do. You know, Dana's boss for the sport at the same time as he is, and Dana gets people viewing and he, he sorts stuff out and stuff, and you know, respect them. But he, he should do a lot more for his fighters. He's not on Vince McMahon level, like <laughs> he's not on that level. Mm-hmm. But um, he's like the mob, Dana. He's like a gangster. <laughs> Yeah, I um, it's a weird one because, like you say, you know, he's done a lot for UFC fighting and for MMA, but also he should be doing more to protect. Yeah, exactly. from a financial That's point exactly of view, like, he should be doing more to protect the fighters in a financial view and a health view. You know what I mean? Giving the due after the fighters fought. Yeah, yeah. Fishy years of fucking this first fight, Molly years and I in the second fight and. You make sure all that's perfect before you go home and stuff, but you do something in a fight one, don't pay for that. And you're you're doing that to get in the cage for them. You know what I mean? Unless you're a superstar like McGregor and yeah. Bender and John Jones, they're not they're not doing nothing for you. You're just, just leaving the all you're in die yeah, go on, pull out to you get another fighter and you won't get it you won't get nothing. Yeah, and the thing is the um like you say, fact is, if you get hurt in fight camp, you're only in that fight camp because you're getting ready to fight and make them pay-per-view money. So it's kind of like, 
should really cover that. They should look after you better. Uh, speaking of McGregor, do you reckon he'll uh, ever fight again, mate? Well, there's talk of fucking Frank Edgar, isn't there? Yeah, I did read that. I think yeah, I've read that myself. Talk of Frank Edgar. A lot of people getting excited tonight. It's nice for Frankie. I made up for Frankie because he deserves the money. He's been fighting in the UFC since it was in wasn't in triple digits. You know what I mean? He's been fighting in the UFC since it was like UFC forty three. I remember watching his first. Well, I never watched it live, but I watched it back. His first fight against Tyson Griffin. He took it on short notice, but um, he he deserves the money fight. But at the same time, he's meant to be going down to one thirty five. Connor can't even make one forty five no more. So obviously the fight's going to be at one fifty five. It's going to be towering over him. It's going to be a lot bigger than him. A few years ago, yeah, that yeah. fight would have been brilliant at 145, you know what I mean? Before he went up, before Connor put too much weight on to fight Diaz. Before, well, after he fought Aldo, in race, Frank Diego would have been perfect. But it's like Mayweather Pacquiao, you know what I mean? I think it's a few years past it now, and it's a too bit late, too late for him. Connor needs to fight Dustin. Connor needs yeah. to fight Dustin again. Run that one back. That's the fight I want to see. That's the fight we all want to think see. I think that would be Vegas, awesome. Vegas and Vegas and Vegas and Vegas yeah. and Tony Vegas. I mean, and Dustin Vegas, Connor on the same card. The winner fights the winner. The loser oh, fights yeah. the loser. Yeah. What a... Got a couple of fights that would be, mate. It'd be incredible. That would be the best ever. Oh, definitely, mate. Do you, um, here's a question for you then, mate. Because um, I argue with people about this all the time. Do you think that McGregor changed the way he fights too much when he could be? Because I feel like he almost um, he concentrated so much on Khabib's, you know, wrestling and his his skill that he didn't do all the things that it got him to where he was normally. Yeah. And I felt, yeah, yeah, I think that's that's half fucked me up. In my last few fights, I haven't focused on myself and I've thought about the opponent. I've been worrying about my wrist as well. It made it, it made yeah. it worse. You know what I mean? Thinking about my wrist, thinking, oh, if he does this, if he does that, if he does that, you can't focus, you can't focus on other people. You focus on the little mistakes you make. But you can't focus on other people. You focus on you. Give Paradise Jew. He took a round off to be in that fight. He's the only person to take a round off him. Yeah. He, you know what I That's mean? And, and, and he went into that fight and it didn't look like he was that ass. He didn't look the same in the warhouse. He didn't look the same when he got in the cage. He didn't look the same leading up to it. In some of the press conferences leading up to it, he looked pissed. Yeah, he did. He was and more interested in like, promoting his whiskey than he was fucking fighting. And that's the thing. Now with Conor, he's got that much money. He doesn't have to fight. So it's not like like he's in there fucking has to fight at every last breath like he did against Mendes. You know what I mean? Against Mendes, he got put in a tough spot and he'd come back and he fucking battered him. In, um, in the Khabib fight, he got put in a... It wasn't even a show. Not put in a neck crank and he tapped like a little bitch. I lost respect for him there, to be honest. Like, he tapped like a little girl to a neck crank. I, I, I lost a lot of respect for him. Yeah, it's a weird one because, like, like you say, when he um, when he was on his way up, beating you know everyone in the UFC, he um, and he didn't have the money he's got now. I suppose the motivate is different, isn't it? Because you're trying to get to the top. And in some yeah, ways, it's harder to stay at the top. It is. It's a lot harder to stay at the top than it is to get to the top because when you're at the top, you think you're a fucking dog forest. 
But you've got to, you've got to mm. keep the intensity up. You've got to keep it sane enough. If you don't, you, you go back down to the bottom of the pile. That's exactly what's happened with him. And the thing with he got like, what did he get? Seventy million for fighting Floyd. Yeah. He doesn't have to fight a day in his life again. He just done that Khabib fight because of the art and stuff. And I'll give him his due. I love Conor the way he done that. You know what I mean, he backed his boy. Anyone ever, ever tries to slap any of my mates in the cage, I will. I mean, outside the cage, I will be there hitting them from the side. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just like him. I'm, if anyone's ever tries to hit Ellis or Adam or Fishy or Molly or anyone like that, I'll be there ready to fucking have it with them straight away. And I respect them for that. I you know what I mean. People go on about throwing the, the, the thing through the window. It's fucking hell. He'd slap my mate. I'd fucking go and throw a dolly through a window and try and get him off the fucking bus. Yeah, what that, what people that, forget that, about that as well is that, uh, that yeah, and what they forget, mate, as well is that is that if Khabib it just don't happen. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, he shouldn't have thrown it through the window. Of course, he shouldn't have. But like, Khabib shouldn't have went over. He's a hyper. Yeah, of course, people, he shouldn't have. While Arthur just stood on his own. And slapped him in the face. You know what I mean? That that shouldn't yeah. have happened. Like I, I'll be honest, Atom and people come arguing about beating the past and stuff like that. But when they fishy came up in Canada, Atom was on the same card against Michael Johnson, and I sat and I was sitting in the jacuzzi with with Atom, me Ellis Atom and him and the lad from the gym, and he's a fucking nice fella. You know what I mean? He's a he's a nice fella. Mm. I didn't expect that he is. He's a proper nice fella. I was sitting there talking to him and that. Saying, all right, I wanted to fight on the Liverpool card. Said he asked for me if I was fighting on it. He wanted to fight me in Liverpool. It would have been a boss experience and stuff like that. And I, I know what I mean. I like, I, I like Carson. He's a fucking fighter's fighter. He gets in there and has it. His record might be the best, and I don't even think he is that good. You know what I mean? But he, he'll get in there yeah. and have a statement with anyone. And that's another reason why I do love Connor at the same time, even though I went off him. He never dogged his gym. He never thought, oh, I'm going to go to a different gym now. He stayed with his boys. He got him there. Mm-hmm. He's loyal. That's something that, that yeah. I'll, always, I'll always like him for. He's a loyal kid. Well, a loyal man. And I, and I, I think myself the same way. You know what I mean? I, I'll never fucking... I'll never dog or rat my mates. Because if it wasn't for all the people who I'd say with and my coaches, I wouldn't be where I am. That's it. Yeah, and I say it, mate. It's me. Loyalty over everything to me. Like, yeah. Exactly. Always loyalty over money, loyalty over anything. And if you can, people who fuck people over just to get one step ahead, Colby Covington, prime example, he's a fucking dog, he's a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I can't deal with people like that. You know what I mean? There's people who, people in our city who, like, you've had a coach for years and then they went to a different coach and they don't give that original coach a little tiny bit of credit. And it's fucking yeah. disgusting. You know what I mean? You even see fights in America to go to a different gym. Yeah. We always, always mention the first ever coach. We always say if it wasn't for him, it wouldn't be where I am. And like, if I, I'm never going to leave, but if I did ever leave next generation, no matter what, in every interview, I'd always say if it wasn't for Paul Rimmer, I wouldn't be where I am. If it wasn't for Ellis Hampson, I wouldn't be where I am. If it wasn't for Sione, I wouldn't be where I am. If it wasn't for Adam Bensley, I wouldn't be where I am. That's simple. Yes, yeah, for all mate, and uh, I think sometimes when people get a bit of success, they uh, they forget those things, don't they? They forget the things which got them there. They forget the people who got them there. 
because let's be honest, you know, obviously the fighters are the, the ones who are putting their lives, you know, in the on the line and stuff like that, and they're getting punched and kicked in the face. But at the end of the, the top fighters wouldn't be there without the, the coaches and the, the partners, the team who got them there, you know, yeah, all I along. Know, I, know we, I know we put loads of sacrifices in and stuff like that, but so do my coaches. You know what I mean? Like my coach Paul's got two kids and a wife and a baby on the way, and he doesn't he doesn't spend as much time as them as he'd like to and as he should. Same with my other coach, Si Audley. He's got he's got a kid and he he comes to the gym from early in the morning and leaves late at night. Same with Ellis, he could be doing other stuff, and then he could be doing other stuff that he don't. But in the gym all the time, they sacrifice stuff as well, and that's what a lot of people don't see. The coaches sacrifice a big portion of their lives to you. The least you can do is show a bit of gratitude for them. Yeah, spot on, mate. So what? Let's let's uh, let's switch it up a bit, mate. Let's talk a bit of football. You're a Liverpool fan, aren't you? You fucking know that, fella. I know. I fucking can't handle it. <laughs> well, there we go. It's open on the page, Liverpool United. Hi, and I've just got a message off from AD and May saying I've got a ticket. Open, brilliant. Uh-huh. I'm going to all the time. It could be, could be brutal, mate. Or it could be, uh, could be very one-sided, mate. Hopefully it is. Hopefully it's fucking sloppy time. Because I, I grew up well, watching United, United win fucking everything. I grew yeah. up watching that fucking fun Fergie win absolutely everything and talk shit about Liverpool. And he must fucking hate us even more now. Because <laughs> we make yeah. them look fucking silly. Yeah. Two points off oh, the relegation yeah, zone, it. man. Two points off the relegation zone. And Everton are in the relegation zone. This season is fucking brilliant already. And we're only eight games in. Could be, could be dreamland for you, mate. If Everton and United go down. It is. It's not what I mean. The only thing is, I hope it doesn't happen because last year they've done a bet. Done a bet um, Evans to get relegated and Liverpool to do the double Champions League and League. And for a little bit, it looked like mm. it was going to happen. You know what I mean? Put a tenner on it like five hundred or five thousand to one. Just a little mess about betting. You know what I mean? And after a bit, it looked like it was going to come in. Everton was struggling bad, and I was thinking, yeah, yeah, this could happen here. And put Everton start doing well, and we fucking come second, but then we win the Champions League. What would, you, uh, what would you rather? Well, last, obviously last year, if someone could have given me the choice, I'd say the league. I'm sick of their heads on Twitter and stuff. Even in, in person and that, I've like, never won the Premier League. We've won the league 18 times, but it doesn't matter how yeah. it was the Premier League or not. We've fucking won it 18 times. United still would have only won it six times if it wasn't for Alex Ferguson. Yeah, well. But this season, it's happening. Where they are without him, it's Champions League we're gonna win. We're gonna win both, and we're gonna. I, I still, I really think we can do this season unbeaten. We nearly done it last season, you know what I mean? And I think we can do it this season. City are the city are at fuck at the minute. No De Bruyne, no Laporte. He's the main man at the back for them, and they're at fuck without him. John Stones is terrible. Arthur Mendy's about forty-eight. Bernardo Silva's getting banned for seven games. You know what I mean? That um. They're in Paris, yeah. they're not, and Sané's out for the season, I think he's one of their main players. But they're not, they're not looking well. Yeah, and the thing is, there's no one else, is there? There's, uh, there's no other challengers. 
Liverpool, Liverpool can get a lead or get over every, Man City. Was, there is there is no one else. Season, um, everyone was like, oh, Tottenham is going to go through signings. Tottenham are going to do well. Listen, that. What the hell? Tottenham have fell apart already. Yeah, I got a feeling one of the big boys are going to get relegated this year. I don't know. Oh my god! Yeah, like, it's whether it's going to be like an Everton or a United. Oh, you, you know what'll happen? I don't, I don't think it's possible for United to go down. To be honest, because if United at Christmas and in, and in, know, and in a bad way, we'll end up we'll we'll sack Ollie and we'll get a new manager. We'll, we'll get yeah. someone in to save the day. You know what I mean? Same with Everton in the next few weeks. If um. Silver doesn't it doesn't shape up. They get he's getting legged, and they'll get Sam Allardyce back in or something, or Mark Hughes or something like that. Yeah, they won't. Um, neither neither team would risk it, would they? No, definitely not. Like United will just spend like a billion in January if they need to. You know, they'll just spend yeah, the money. United what would you rather? What to say? What would I rather? I was going to say, what would you rather, United get relegated or Liverpool win the league? Oh, Liverpool win the league any day of the week. I'm not, I'm not that much. You know what I mean? I, do, I want to see us do, <laughs> do well more than I want to see fucking other teams do bad. Yeah, anyone else? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be great that everyone got relegated just because they've never been relegated. They've been in the top flight. They should have been relegated years ago when they paid the good. Is that true? Be better yeah. Yeah, the only two teams ever to get relegated are Arsenal and Everton. I did not know that. There you go. But uh, hopefully, Back. hopefully it's this season like that. Everton go down, it'll be nice. But yeah, they won't go down either. They'll both go for them. If, if the managers are still doing shit like Christmas, they'll uh, they'll get sacked. Both of them. Yeah, they'll they'll pin them off when they. Yeah, the set on in the paper and stuff like so, that. Um, would, would sign a back Ollie and Ollie and back of him, but if he keeps doing shit, he's gonna get sacked. Give him another four games or something if he loses the next four, he's finished. We've got some easy games coming up though, like Norwich and Brighton and Villa and stuff like that, so he fucking should he should do alright. Well, you say that, mate, they lost to fucking Newcastle, so you never know. Yeah. <laughs> That was, that was in Geordieland as well, though, weren't it, lad? Geordie, it's, it's, it's a good stadium, know what I mean? They've got good fans. That probably got to them as well. I just still can't get over that he paid £85 million for Harry Maguire. Yeah, oh, that's probable, you know. Crazy, mate. People, people had stuff to say about Liverpool when they paid £75 million for Van Dyke. Fuck me, that was a bargain. Yeah, at the time, you just don't know. Do you? That's the thing with any of, any of these players. It's like, it's always a risk. But like yeah. when eighty-five million for him doesn't look good, but you know, only oh, eight games in, I suppose, isn't it? That's it's, it's terrible. I don't understand how you could even pay eighty-five million for him from last year. He's slow as fuck. You can just about head on a ball, even though he's got the biggest forehead in the game. They <laughs> say he's good at passing the ball out. No, he's not. Joe Gomez is a better centre half. Joel Matip's a better centre half, and obviously Van Dijk's the best centre half in the world. Yeah, it's a weird one, mate. I think they just got desperate, and that's what I think yeah, it is. I, just think I, mean, they... I think last somebody could have paid fifty million pounds for them and decided not to. It was too much, and then they done it had a shit season last year, and now they've got to fuck up. They had to pay eighty-five. So how fucking stupid they are as well. 
Oh yeah, shows how rich they are. Shows how fucking unorganized and uh, they are off the pitch, though, mate. They've got real. I think their biggest problems are off the pitch. Yeah, I know what you're saying there. Like all over the place, mate. My kids, my kids' teams run better. <laughs> right, um, Paddy, mate. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. Um, oh, tell the people. Yes, good luck. I finally got you on. I knew I would get you eventually, mate. Just had to tie you down, didn't I? Again, I'm sorry about that. We've been meant to do this about six different occasions. But uh, you got me at the perfect time, sitting sitting in a pub with my dad in Leeds, in the Weatherspoon. So uh, I'm just sitting here sipping water as my dad's on the pints. Nice. Getting ready for the big fight, mate. Best of luck with the fight as well. Sports Social Podcast Network.